0: The Lave Radio Project was our last best hope for news A self-contained podcast two hours long Located in neutral territory A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads Community members and developers A shining beacon in space All alone on a Tuesday night It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite The year's space legs came upon us all This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place, LAVE RADIO. Greetings, commanders, and welcome to episode 341 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Leet and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix to Fire, otherwise known as Colin Ford. I'm the chief archivist on Lave Station. And joining me in the ori Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our uh, head of health and safety, Commander Edleweiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward.
1: It's working. It seems to be working anyway.
0: Oh, you've jinxed it now.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit.
2: Hello.
0: Hello. Right. Um, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game, I guess, Ben, around Lave Station.
1: Yep, I am indeed in Lave Station at the moment
0: cool uh,
1: just an just an inlay station
0: in open excellent um if you can't get to us in game you can also join the twitch chat channel or the youtube channel or the facebook channel um you can actually access through live slash live click on the live chat or just go straight to twitch.tv slash live radio or live radio on on uh youtube so uh, we'll just quickly go round everybody, see how they're feeling. Um, unfortunately, one of us doesn't feel very well at the moment, Commander Psyche. You a bit poorly?
2: A little bit ill, yeah. <laughs> just a smidge, just a smidge. I've had a um, had a I've had a lot happen in the last couple of weeks, um, and I think everything has finally uh, got on top of me metaphorically before any of your weird people Ben make any sort of references but everything's I've taken I wasn't all... even snickering <laughs> not even a little bit I've taken all of this tension that's gone straight into um, my back and mm. all of like the yeah. um, the shit that usually goes wrong with me has gone wrong with me
0: <laughs> ah so,
3: so we've got a bit of a broken psychic
2: this yeah week. it's we're it is... fine it's fine
3: So, is when you say you're just a smidge not well, is that really just a smidge or is it a black knight from Monty Python? Just a smidge. (laughs) Is it just a
0: flesh?
2: It it always buffs out. It's (laughs) fine.
3: Commander Shan, how have you been this week? Um, Extremely crazily busy, really. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Monday, Mrs. Shan's new car arrived. So, been having to learn that. Um, what else being, it's the youngest Mini Shan's birthday today. So, happy birthday to him. I'm, he won't be listening, but hey. And uh, what else has been going on? In-game, just basically finishing up a few things uh, ready for launch in a couple of weeks' time, really. Yeah, I know I know the feeling for that.
0: Um, ben, how's your week oh, been? Sorry.
1: My my week's been awesome, actually. You know, um, I found out yesterday that I can actually, you know, go home and
3: you know hug hug my kids and wife. That's always nice, as opposed to going to someone else's home and hugging someone else's kids.
1: No, because that would also be very naughty and go against government guidelines on no entering other people's
3: households, etc. I what you yeah. to do it at random. You could just turn up and just like hug someone at random.
1: Is that called prostitution and? Technically illegal in the in this country. Only if you pay for it. Do people give <laughs> well, out hugs for free?
0: Well, I, I don't, you um, do You did get oh.
1: free. You do, you know, I remember back in back in student days, you did see people sort of like with free hugs or something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay, this is obviously a university I didn't go to. Never saw anybody with a free. Welcome hug. to
3: Edinburgh, Colin. Yes, I so, saw. Uh, so was that um, same sex hug, free hugs, or did you go and see... It-
1: It didn't really seem to to matter, you know.
3: If somebody had something saying free hugs, free hugs. God, that would be a license for a knee in the groin if you went there. And quite right so if you tried to hug someone else without their permission.
1: Yeah, but they're wearing a sign saying free hugs. It was something that was done for charity or or stuff like that. So you're hug prostitution then? Well, hug prostitution for charity It's the difference.
0: Right well I see we've got up to our usual start uh, nice and uh, classy as always uh, <laughs> Right um let's see I've been uh, busy with the CG busy at work and um yeah I've I've been a little bit busy with the older uh, the Top Shift 126 came out, which was my personal thoughts on the on the last alpha. And if anybody is interested, there is a new Sanctimonious story called Dredger on the forums where the crew had caught up with what's happened with the Hephaestus.
3: That sounds like a 1980s cop series, doesn't it?
0: You know what? Every time I say it, I keep on thinking of the fast show. Because it's all <laughs> galley.
3: You know, how's that got to with dredger? I mean, dredger would be the, um, the, the, the alcoholic cop who skirts on the edge of being sacked in the law, but then ends up getting the person in the end. That's who dredger is. All oh, right. So you've now
0: suddenly turned this into, into some kind of seventies cop show.
3: Oh yeah. But you'd say so you'd, um, yeah. So dredger and he'd like, he would have a Ford escort and he'd like jump over the bonnet of his Ford escort and then chase after the bad guys by and Doyle you
1: see. Anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um so,
0: let's see. That was that was uh, bizarre. Um what have uh, the development uh, the new port development news have we had happening this week? Well, um first off, we had a, a Polygon article done by uh, Charlie Hall, uh where he was describing his experiences in um elite dangerous odyssey uh, the entire article is listed it's taken him seven years but elite odyssey has finally made him feel small um I don't know about anybody else but every time I look at the galaxy map I feel small but um you are that, here Colin yeah ooh, total perspective vortex moment don't don't even go there <laughs> uh, actually Bruce um uh, community manager Bruce uh he was trying to he, yeah, he, he's obviously not listened or read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because he was he was there thinking, I, I don't understand why I feel so scared when I look at the galaxy map, and then you have to explain to him what the total perspective vortex was, uh, and he, he finally got it. Kids it these weird. days, yes, kids, they they just don't know quality science fiction when they know they see it
3: or hear so- it. He doesn't know he, where his towel is. No. He doesn't know. He doesn't, the he, he doesn't even know how about to need his towel. And he, he
0: certainly will panic.
1: Yeah, Actually, talking about towels, though, do, do you guys notice on the ISS in one of their uh, webcasts uh, they were doing things with their towel, shall we say? Uh, and there was definitely a couple of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy references that they were subtly uh, making. Uh, I, 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 used
3: to, go on, Shan. I used to enjoy wet towels and then changing rooms because you could like swirl them around. And, like, You're trying to, to get back onto prostitution again, aren't you, Shan? Moving on. No, no, not at all. Just that, just the towels. You'd go, and you could like get first years with them.
1: Well, I've just had a brilliant idea. Hold on, no, not that. Uh
3: oh.
1: Can I? Can I can I can do that? <laughs> and Shan can't talk. What, you you were able to mute people. I can move Shannon to the audience. And he got we can do that. How uh, well,
0: That's not nice. But then guess, ben, I guess hasn't somebody moved down. Yeah, put the Ben back. Come on. Who's who's mucking about? He
1: was he was banning yeah. himself earlier.
0: It was quite good. Quite funny to watch. Anyway. Anyway, um to I mean, yeah. speak now we do apologize for this that we are now using discord on a stage this means that everybody's having fun banning people kicking people and um, and you know they usual usually radio level of professionalism <clears throat> yes i always wanted them to have a a, um, a hitchhiker's towel as a, a special item that you could pick up from Beetlejuice, uh but unfortunately there's no stations in Beetlejuice, so yeah.
1: Um. No, it would be nice if we could get get something like
0: that. So would it be a rare good. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. You need a rare good.
1: Yeah, rare good rare good of towels, which should be needed.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'd be I'd be yeah. in favour of that.
0: So um, has anybody actually read the the article we suddenly tangent tangented away from? Yes. Yeah. Huh? And what did you guys think?
1: I enjoyed it, it was good. Um It was yeah. It was just a lovely little retrospective by a journalist who actually and obviously plays the game,
0: Mm. Uh,
1: as opposed to certain other people who report on video games and play them for two minutes,
3: if that. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, I was thinking the same as Ben about it. Really, it came across as very enthusiastic, and um, it it was uh, it was a good article if you weren't aware of the game um as to the size the scale and all the things like that and so yeah i quite enjoyed it really i mean even though it sort of read a little bit like a uh, an in flight magazine version of a review but it, it was still competent I still, still enjoyed it yeah um i and
0: on the subject of journalism, if you if people uh, jump over to Massive, the massively overpowered website, we have uh, Chris Neal there. He's been doing uh, articles called Stick and Rudder about uh, his impressions on uh, Elite Dangerous. They're also they're also very good for a read, and he does the yeah okay. uh, the, the, the the massively overpowered streams that they do. Um, he he normally does. Star Citizen ones and and uh, and anything spacey—that's that's what he does. So, uh, I'd advise giving him a good read as well. So, as we're shouting out proper journalists, I suppose.
1: <laughs> it's always nice when you see an example of proper journalism, isn't it, Colin?
0: Uh, I'm well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> On Thursday, we had conflict zones with Dav Stott. So him and Arthur and Bruce were all online. Uh, and basically, uh, we had a bit of an interview and then uh, and a lot of insights with Dav Stott, who is actually head of online services across the whole of uh, Frontier. But ED, Elite Dangerous, is his home game, as he likes to call it. Um uh just to, to summarise here, he, he said that um, when he explained what his team does, he uh, says, um, we should never notice when they're there. Uh, and they try very hard not to fail and try very hard for it not to matter when it does fail, which um, if anybody has been involved in trying to keep uh, services running 24-7, you know, that's uh, a bit oh, yeah. of a... Uh, a fun yeah,
1: Anyone who's in DevOps and things like that, you know, you never appreciated, but it's always noticed when you're gone.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently the server team has uh, three teams. It has a build team, a release team, and a QA team. So that, that's that's good to know. Um, bakeout. Do, did this, did, did yeah. someone explain to me what the Bakeout is?
1: This was my live take on what Dav was saying. And I was hoping that somebody could give me a clar- some clarification on it. Um, but my understanding of what Dav was saying was a bakeout Was basically they? It sounded to me like that you know all the planetary bases and things like that we've got on, on in the game, mm-hmm. and all all the places like Dav hopes and everything like that. I always thought they were one hundred percent procedurally generated, mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like it's not f- at least fully procedurally generated. It sounds it sounded to me like all these things come out of a list of a list of possible sites that the game realize the game procedurally figures out this could be a pretty place to put a thing. Right.
0: Okay. And then,
1: and then, and then they basically go, "Give me all your computing power," mm-hmm. and then it sounds like the server team goes through that placing stuff. Oh, no, right. I could have, ha- I could have that wrong, and if anyone in the stream or anyone listening could correct my take on it, I would appreciate that because that's a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, but, it's, it's, you know, you changed, guys all heard yeah. the stream too. I, yeah. I'm
0: assuming. It can't of it got a um, it's it's like the uh, the still affords suggested some places that w- might be a good place for for a, a settlement a yeah hard, a hand-coded settlement and then they they actually check it out to make sure that it, it is and then they plunk it there
1: that's what it sounds to me and you know that's a lot a lot of work
0: yeah it does sound like it um, okay uh, what else did he talk about oh yes I um, at the moment, there are two hundred and eight million systems which have been visited by commanders. That sounds a hell of a lot, doesn't it? no, not really well I know by the its... percentage of it <laughs> yeah um individually two hundred and eight million systems visited that's absolutely fantastic however, that is still not point not five two percent of the galaxy we're not it's, even.
2: I so know they're it's, going going up. Up. it's going up. It's going in the right direction. <laughs> so, so Maybe
3: one many... day we might hit 0.1. I love it. <laughs> so, how many copies and players have been in the game in total? In the game, do we have an idea of that? What? Well, I was wondering if you let's say there are 10 million commanders in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Then every commander will have. You can see where I'm going with the map, can you?
0: All right. How long would it take ten million of us to actually map the entire galaxy? Well,
3: also the also the average number of systems per player. Not that many, I would have thought. The vast majority keep to the bubble, don't they? Oh, of course. I'm
0: yeah. afraid we don't have the data. Yeah,
1: afterwards. we don't have. Yeah.
0: And they ain't sharing. Now, they definitely will not be sharing that kind of stuff, will they? Nope. They did. They did share the fact that there was a phenomenal eight. Was it eight million free versions on on Epic?
1: Something massive like that, and I bet you like that. seven and a half million of them have never even logged in.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, which bring bring the I brought the actual player total to about twelve million base copies of the game. So,
1: yeah, and I mean I know I don't have the ability to see this, but I heard that on the Xbox and I guess on the PlayStation there are. Achievements that you get for doing certain things, and I thought one of those achievements was you get an, you get a, an achievement for buying a new spaceship, and yeah. you know that's something that you'd have thought, hey, everyone's going to get that, and apparently even that number was fairly low actually, uh, but I don't have you know I'm not on a, I, I don't even have access to see it on a PC or on a console sorry, and I you know if somebody can confirm that and find out how many people have done that, that's another awesome thing that our console players could let me know, because I'd, I'd be interested to know that kind of figures.
3: Being a slight tangent, is that something you'd want to see for the PC version achievements?
2: Well, I wouldn't mind seeing them on Steam. There's mm. no reason why they shouldn't be on Steam, I wouldn't have thought. I I, I, I love that kind of, kind of stuff, so that wouldn't be... I, I, I don't miss it, or I don't like feel like I'm missing out by not having it, but I would still like to see it.
3: Yeah, I'd want weird achievements or different achievements to be recorded. Yeah. Like, for example, you take a statue of David Brabant and all the way to Beagle Point and then drop it, or someone something like that. Something different, not just, oh, you brought another ship, or, oh, you killed a player, or anything like that. Just sort of slightly off-the-wall ones. I think that'd, quite, I think that'd be quite fun to do.
0: I know on the Xbox there's quite a few off the wall ones, and uh, yeah. unfortunately I can't check my achievements at the moment, which is a bit of a shame.
1: Yeah, Happy Monkey Moon, is, Happy Moon Monkey, sorry, is saying there are there's badges on Nara, which are sort of the same thing, assuming you're sharing everything with Nara.
3: Badges or badges? Possibly badges too. Oh, so it was badges,
0: right? Yeah. Got you. <laughs>
3: We couldn't we couldn't work out which. Well it could have been either really. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Transported one hundred tons of badges without detection. But <laughs> that these space badges or
1: wild badges or or what, uh, what kind uh, of badges? Honey badges. Honey badges. Oh Jesus.
0: Oh boy. Anyway, right. Moving on from the badger situation um we will see what um oh yeah there's stuff about the network relay server which i thought was quite interesting um it was saying that the majority of the time that the um most of the interaction happens peer-to-peer which we already know but there are times when the peer-to-peer network fails and that means it goes through the network relay server that sounds like a, a typical client server thing isn't it
1: yes it is colin I thought so, I thought you were being rhetorical there.
0: No, no, no. I was, I was, I was asking that. You know, it, it's. It sounds like they've got. They they do have a client server architecture. It's just. It's not as fast as using the peer to peer.
4: Yeah, but for
1: ninety percent of communication between, you know, let's say myself and Miggles were here. If she shoots at me, I see Miggles. Miggles's PC tells me I'm shooting at you, Ben and i tell miggle's pc no you not i'm shooting at you mate
0: um or i'm being corrected like i'm being corrected by mac winston apparently it's an it's actually an internet standard non- otherwise known as a turn server uh, yeah. but yeah so there you go that's that's me being educated on um network architecture which i don't normally have to worry about <laughs> so uh let's have a look at what has been... Oh, yes, we had uh, Super Cruise news today, didn't we, with uh, Zach yeah. and Sally. Um, there was quite a lot of uh, Stellar screenshots, um, usual Lego. I like.
2: I
1: have not, I liked them showing off people's um, stations, and yeah, I thought it was quite nice that as well as going for the Stellar sh- screenshots, they're also asking people to, to treat them or get in touch with them with uh, commander creations
5: mm.
1: for you know as a as a wider catch all for hey here's a cobra i printed on my 3d printer or here's a lego cobra or his 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 a poem i made you know here's here here my here's my haiku piss off shan no i didn't go fuck yourself moving on
3: what you thought I was going to ask you to recite yes. your poem? Fuck off, move. Next week, then. No, ben is reciting a poem. Jan, shut up, move on.
0: <laughs> I had to write a limerick for my uh, my thing that we discussed last week.
3: Go on, then. what was the limerick, Colin? Can you oh, right. It? Um, hang on a second. I'll have to look it up in there. This is Poetry Corner, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: someone challenged to put the entire three thousand word document into a haiku. I said, we couldn't do it. Anyway, we'll move on from that just for the moment. I will find it, and we will talk about it later. Meanwhile, in the in-game events that have been happening around the Galaxy, as soon as I call up Galnet News, um, first of all, we have that... uh, President Hudson's Hudson's initiative has increased federal surveillance. um, Hudson won the community goal last week, which means that um, the Federation is becoming more towards a police state, according to some, or more secure, according to others. Um, However, due to all the um, so-called evidence that ACT seemed to have, uh, the Federation, or part of the Federation, have decided that Imperator Hadrian Augustus Duval, uh, must be guilty, so they started a war. And they've gone and attacked him in Dyson City, which has caused um, a little bit of a fracas, uh, which is... um, I'm taking part in that CG. Anybody else taking part in that CG? Nope. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. I guess I'm the only one doing that, then. Um, There was also a... uh, an analysis of uh, the voice of salvation um, basically explaining that you've got until I think the 21st of May uh, to hand in um, uh, hand in any uh, any logs that you had that you got from visiting the space dredger um, so the 21st of May after that payments will not be available um, the alliance has now decided that they are going to go ahead and have their uh, elections. This will happen on the twenty seventh of May, as it was postponed from the Galactic Summit. Um, it does seem that uh, it's either going to be Prime Minister Edmund Mahan, as usual, or uh, Councillor Nate uh, Ke- Cato ne- Kane, uh, who's been very critical of his uh, of the present Prime Minister's expansionist policies. So um, we will find out and I don't think any commanders get any votes on this. It, this is a purely an alliance assembly matter so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And finally there have been warnings uh, that this war that is happening in the par uh, system uh, as the Federation do attack Hadrian Duval could actually spill out into a wider conflict. If the uh, uh, the Imperial Herald has said, uh, Hadrian might be the black sheep of the Duval family, but should he die by federation hands, honor would demand retribution. Already the Imperial Navy is mobilizing in anticipation of the Emperor's reaction. So, yeah, that's, um, that's a nice little bit of
3: uh, plot to be going on with. Um, right <laughs> um, uh, Chris Mark 4 has just reproduced your limerick you.
0: oh oh, thanks Chris it's Just why did you have to do that I was hoping to drop it but of course he wouldn't ok the the limerick I put in was um, there was once a live radio host who loved this space game the most but the game wasn't perfect so he tried to reflect on what improvements would get players engrossed so there you go <laughs> See, not even a round of applause.
2: Yay! Go,
3: go, go! Show it to your mum. Go, go, it <laughs> <the> your
2: <crayon laughs> <and go> <laughs> Hang that on the fridge,
3: Colin. <laughs> Would you like an achievement for it? Doesn't count once, so you have to ask for it. We know. <laughs> I think if you go in your fridge, Colin. I think you should. I think you should draw, like, a, a picture of a commander, like a sick man, <laughs> so, like, a little sick man with a face. A little sick man with a little
0: little badly-drawn cobra with that right next to it and scrawled in a very bad tree. Yes, thank you. By
1: Colin, age five and three quarters.
0: Yeah, and the real sad things, that would be 45 years ago.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh,
1: 45. You can, we can go with 45 and three quarters if you want. <laughs>
0: The
3: the secret diary of Colin Ford, age 45 and three quarters, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, I thought that.
3: Yeah. I think I was still presenting the show at that time. I think you were too, Colin. The same show. The same show, you've still been presenting it for that long.
1: It just
0: feels like that to the listeners. Ouch. Just, (laughs) ouch. This this is (laughs) talking, what is this, Colin Kicking Day? No, I don't think so.
1: I'm kicking right. all of us for that statement.
0: <laughs> uh, is the, is, let's just run to that time of the week, shall we?
5: Score alert! In the my weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. In-
0: Um, and if you have actually seen this, the Beluga Liner has now got aquatic paint jobs, which uh, they, they look very familiar, don't they? Nemo! Yes, if you, li- if you like your clownfish. <laughs> we have Nemo.
2: Don't we already have that on another ship? Don't we already have it on the dolphin or something? Yeah, like we did. We had,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um the thing was I do I do like David Braben commented on that, didn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah, he did. <laughs> I thought I was being really clever by saying it, but no no I, I was not. Braben already got in
3: there. Usually I'm quite rude about pe- the the paint skins and store at times. Um, but I quite like these ones. They're fun. They're not they don't take themselves seriously. I mean they're blatantly Nemo copies. And I yeah, I, I just think they're not pretentious, and they're just funny. I haven't bought any, but, you know, I think they're just funny.
2: I like them. I ain't going to buy them, but I like them. <laughs> uh,
0: we just have to point out to FTM underscore Cloud Atlas that he needs new hearing aids because it is paint jobs for your ARCs. ARX, not ARSE, as he has been pointing out. You we sure? Just, yes. Um, <laughs> Commander DJ Tracks, he's American. He doesn't use the word ARSE. So
3: um, the computer wrote a haiku for you, Colin. By the way, the what? The computer wrote a haiku for you. The computer did. Yes.
1: No. Uh, you you will not read a, you will not read you will not read a haiku. Piss off, Shan. Move on. What is this about
0: haikus? <laughs> In Scotland, that's, that's the cow that's further up the mountain than you. Up where the haggis lives. <laughs>
2: okay, that yeah. one got me. I like that.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. Dad joke. Uh. Right. Um, if you don't mind, uh, we will take a advert break and we will come back with some main discussion points after the advert.
6: I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader. I find it really hard to meet people.
4: I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military?
6: But with venusdating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match.
4: I really thought it would be difficult, but... Venus dating made it so simple, with so much in common.
6: We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset.
4: Browsing imperial
6: shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love (laughs) shooting (laughs) shooting Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter.
1: Go to fuelrats.org and click get help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions?
7: Lave Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Are you struggling with paying fines? Do you lose sleep in hyperspace worrying about docking at the next space station? If the answer is yes, then you need to call Cowell & McGrath Fine Management Services. I got scanned while in Federation space and was caught carrying slaves. It was an unexpected expense that I couldn't afford on top of my fines for damage caused whilst docking. We can help you consolidate all your existing fines into a single large fine, payable in regular instalments at what is almost a competitive interest rate.
6: I called Cowell & McGrath Fine Management Services and they helped me pay my existing fines before I got a bounty on my head. They really saved my life.
7: At Cowell & McGrath, we've helped thousands of pilots whose fines had spiralled out of control. I dared not go near a police star system. got so desperate that I'd almost resign myself to a life of piracy. Luckily, I found Cowell & McGrath's services before I actually murdered anyone in cold blood. No fines too big, no criminal record too damning. We're here to help you. No questions asked. Find us in the Lave Business Directory.
6: I'd got into debt as a result of a massive counter-lawsuit by Watt and Pritney. It happened because I'd taken advice on Python Protection Insurance from... Wait a minute. <coughs> it was you!
7: Carolyn McGrath. Minimum liability, zero accountability. Warning. Balances may go up as well as down. Missed payments may lead to repossession of your ship, seizure of cargo or the issuing of a death warrant.
0: <laughs> and welcome back um, now one of the things that we want to discuss this week is well um, as you know the, with Odyssey coming in two weeks things are in a kind of a bit of a lull a little bit of a um, uh, how should we put it a little bit
3: of a well it's, it's kind of in a holding pattern wouldn't you say it's, Well, it's like it's 11 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve and you're waiting for Santa to come and nothing's going on, you know. There's there's no more good TV. Everyone's all waiting to go. So you're just waiting for Christmas to come, and and that's what it's like. Yeah. Speaking
1: personally, uh, in my family, if it's eleven o'clock at night on Christmas Eve, the kids better be in bed because they ain't opening anything at midnight.
0: Um So as as we have this this lull, um, we would just want to actually thought. I mean what effect well, we or discuss what effect this game has had on you because one of the reasons that this is triggered is that um, there was an article uh, written uh, about our friend Baz from Special Effect who, if you know um, how he has been um, uh, doing over the last couple of weeks, uh, the last couple of months, um, he's had a rough time of it he doesn't uh, and um, but thankfully he does seem to be on the mend. Uh, and he has thanked effectively the Elite Dangerous community for helping him through this, uh, a lot of dark times uh, that he'd, he'd been going through. Uh, so we th- I thought we'd, we'd, we'd just ask, you know, isn't it
3: good to get over some of this things from time to time? Yeah, it is. Sorry, I was um, just reading what... Uh... Ben was putting. Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to introduce? Go, f- go for it, Shan. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question because my first exposure to the universe of the Elite was back in 1984 when I went to see um, they're not a cousin, but they're a friend of the family, so they're called a cousin. But anyway, I went, went to see them and uh, they had an Acorn Electron, and uh, I went to see what they were doing in their, you know, in their bedroom, what they're playing on, and I saw this um, this game with the spinning wireframe cobra and things, and I was completely blown away by it and completely enthralled by it because there on screen in my imagination was a real space game. It was really space. That cobra was there, and uh, I, I then spent the rest of the evening. Um, so called helping him. Actually, he was trying to give me something to do, but basically, I was my, my playtime involved um noting down trade prices from um Readquap to DSET, I think it was. Anyway, so it, Elite gripped me from that time, and I couldn't, you know, it was like I had all the games on the spectrum, I had the Saber Wolf and all stuff like that, but it didn't have Elite. And then, of course, it came out in the Spectrum, and I was into it so much, my mum had to confiscate the Lens Lock, um, (laughs) just so so I could concentrate on doing my O-Levels. So, if there's a game I could could call my game, i.e. a game that was so embedded in my childhood and grabbed my imagination, it was elite. I mean, I played loads of other games. To be fair, even Guild Wars doesn't have that same place in my memory as Elite '84 did. So, yeah, it did. I mean, it was it, it heavily influenced all the stuff I wrote. I mean, I, when I when I programmed the stuff, I used to um, try and make a uh, a triangle spin on screen because that was a mm-hmm. That was a mamba shape, and uh, in the early Microsoft Paint, I would be the only thing I could draw was a Cobra Mark III or a Mamba or a Viper, because they don't need curves and stuff like that. And curves in Microsoft Paint were a bit beyond me. So, yeah, it was just to say, influence my my childhood is an understatement. Um, and then, of course, later on, I found you know, uh, elite dangerous and on that and then of course it was the um it's been part of some really memorable gaming moments i mean i'm sure people heard me say it before but i i once played uh for 32 hours straight to get my elite combat rank um back in 2015 i think it was but I, i did that with a really good friend of mine he didn't play the game he just stayed on team speak with me all 32 hours just chatting and keeping me company and what makes it special is a few years ago he was unfortunately killed in a motorcycle accident um so yeah it's a a, loads of really special memories for me
0: okay um (laughs) moving on from that little bit of heaviness um (laughs) uh, i mean this game obviously you've been streaming for quite a while Mm um one thing we 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 don't actually. You've probably covered this in your own podcast and on your probably. stream. It's yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> How did you actually get into it? Because we we kind of get the feeling that you're not as old and crusty as the lot of us who started in eighty four.
2: That, that's very that's very sweet. Um, no, I wasn't born in eighty four, so <laughs> um, that would have been problematic for me. Um, i was the reason i got into elite was that my best friend and my husband were playing and i was sick th- sick and tired of being this third wheel who was like i can't i can't play i can't play elite I, I i don't i don't know what's going on um it's it looks it looks really complicated and um i think i think Kremen bought it for me I believe it was on sale and steam like it always is, and he just, he bought it me, and I was like, uh, and he was like, just give it a little play, Claire. You won't like it. <laughs> you 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 probably won't like it, but that's fine. At least you've given it a go.
0: Yeah. So so basically, the the said, oh well, here you go. Yeah.
2: It, it was yeah. It was like so, there you go, love. Stop complaining. Yeah. Stop complaining that you want to play our games and come and play um play. You want us to play your game and come and play our game instead and um yeah I, I just it's it's been really special it's been really special to me just in general um it's and i was taught i've been i've been talking to um like lots of different people uh, I'm in a really happy position where i'm happy to talk to lots of different people about how they feel about elite dangerous um and it's been so instrumental in helping out so many different people in so many different ways um that it really um it it really needs to take credit for being such a wonderful game, I mean the rest is history, and yes, everybody talks about the um the community and um that nonsense because the community is fantastic, and we're never gonna stop talking about how wonderful the community is um but it's it's um elite has changed my life, and that is an understatement
0: well that that is um a good uh yeah that's that is a very positive thing to take from from just a computer is it just the fact that it provides uh and uh, a way to escape
2: a little bit
0: situations
2: there's, i think there's a um there's definitely that element of um, i really like flying a spaceship i really <laughs> really like flying a spaceship and there's always been um in in my life growing up there's always been like not necessarily a fascination with space but um anything that involves um a, a game which might have a little bit of a space leaning or involves the spaceship in some way or um has these beautiful vistas like um elite dangerous has um it's 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 always sort of interested me and I used to make little, this is, I'm such a nerd. I used to, I built a model of a Thunderbird, Thunderbird 1 I built when I was very, very little, when I was like six or seven, I built this little model of Thunderbird 1. It wasn't very good. And then me and my dad made a a, a building of, oh, it was one of those pre-built kits where you could build, I think it was Challenger or something. That um, you could like put all of the little parts together, and literally,
0: airfix an kit.
2: I think so. I think it might have been something like that. We're talking like very early nineties.
0: So Making me feel so old. <laughs>
2: Um, but we did we did all of that and um, since then and then and then like we bought a telescope and all of these um, as I was growing up when when um, when my other half and I when we got married one of the first things that we bought together was a telescope to do to look at the stars and stuff so it's always been there on my peripheral but I never considered that I would like love elite as much as I do and oh my god it has completely consumed my life and it's wonderful.
1: Well just um... want to say uh Psykit, don't worry a thing about making a Thunderbirds I'm assuming a um model model Thunderbird. Um back probably around about the same time period I made a self-designed equivalent of Thunderbirds to complete with the little vehicles that come in and in and out of it.
2: Oh. The Thunderbird 2, Thunderbird 4 fantasy. I was yeah. obsessed
1: with Thunderbirds when I was <laughs> <child>. <laughs> I love Thunderbird 4. That's so good. Uh, so, yeah, you're not the only one who's done something
2: like
0: that. I always prefer Thunderbird
3: 3, because that's the one that went into space. But, yeah. yeah. Thunderbird right. 1 was the rocket one, wasn't it?
1: Well,
3: basically, it looked like a English electric lightning with a nose cone. Yes, I don't know what an electric point, lightning yeah.
1: it looks like, but yeah. Thunderbird 1 was always, it, it sort of reminds me of like a, a manned cruise missile, I guess. Because it doesn't actually, it doesn't go into space, it just goes very, very fast. And then, three, yeah. as you said, Carla goes into space, and then Thunderbird 2 somehow flies really fast
3: in atmosphere and can drop things off.
2: Yeah, it was really I mean, cool. I'm back. Hi.
3: <laughs> I, I I would have made um, Lego elite ships, but you couldn't get the bits to make the right angles at the time.
1: You couldn't. No, you couldn't do the forty five degree angles, could you? Because everything the space Lego at the time was it was like a a two to one kind of thing, wasn't it? Spaceship.
0: Yeah. Spaceship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love Benny, and mm. I I do not understand why Lego didn't. Do a resurgence of Space Lego after the after the Lego Movie? I don't get that.
2: They've d- yeah. they did the they've done what well, they've done a space shuttle. I can't remember. I think it's Discovery no. with the thing oh, in it. Is that we Yeah, done? they've
1: done they've done all these beautiful things like Discovery, like the Saturn. I think there's even an ISS. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, you had Space back in Lego
0: in the 1970s. Yes, yeah, you yeah. had.
1: It- you had Space Lego, uh, and it did actually make it in as an expansion to Lego Worlds. One um, of the, but, oh, I love that.
3: So one of the good things about Lego Movie was Benny has a little crack in his helmet yes. at the bottom. <laughs> did, yes, your, did your did your Lego spaceman have a little crack where Benny had his thing? Exactly. Yes, <laughs> we're going back forty years, but yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway um we we're here to talk about modern day spaceships not not,
3: not toys from but I, I did ago. try I did try to make a lego starship but it kept breaking when I tried to put it down. Ridum-tish <sighs> Anyway uh, um well, Ben
0: I mean yes. obviously this game has been going for you for for decades so
1: Yeah, so my stay with the group, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, like Shan, I guess. My first introduction to Elite was on the BBC, just after my parents divorced, and I spent countless hours basically playing Elite, and then listening to a self-made mix, which included the final countdown by Europe. Um, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I would just, you know, I would deliberately time leaving the ship to, you know, to go with the final countdown. Uh, whenever that came on, I just, you know, I had to sync everything up so that we, we launched just the right time. Um, and, yeah, like Shan was saying, it it really just helped me escape and avoid a lot of the real life situations maybe that were going on around me and you know gave me gave me a venting mechanism um, yes
0: a way to escape school
1: <laughs> you know, a way to escape school escape escape life you know just escape all the teenage angst that we were going through and you know now we've got the real life angst that we are going through i guess
0: yeah it it is it has been a, well have you have, just to ask everybody i mean have you found elite dangerous to be a bit of a lifesaver during the lockdown?
1: not so much elite dangerous but a variety of online worlds and communities mm-hmm. um but not you know classic elite for me you know back back then I didn't have a lot of games like I had access that I could just immerse myself into um you know it was basically play this guy you know hit somebody over the head until you run out of lives or you dive into elite whereas there are a lot more virtual environments where we can lose ourselves and yeah i think lose ourselves is possibly the correct wording for it as well actually but you know, if you can't do something it doesn't matter because you, know, you can go off and be a, a miner in space you know, you, you might have crippling debts, but you know, you in in game you're a billionaire, um, and I guess that could actually be a good thing and a bad thing, really, can't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
3: a bit of a two-edged sword sometimes. Shan,
2: yeah. you got something
3: yeah. for? Well, I was going to ask Psychic. Did she ever build Tracy Island? And, no. Uh, no, nope, never did. And uh, what what the question about lockdown is? Probably, although I think to be fair, the community. Um, not just this one, but the community and all the other games I play have actually helped through lockdown because it's you know the people and they know you and you don't really need to meet to have a chat and chew the cud and whatever it is. So I don't think Elite specifically to me has helped in lockdown, but certainly the community, you know, being on Discord with you guys, some of the stuff in the forum and all the other stuff that goes on I think has, and actually, um, I, I learned the other day that a uh, guild member of mine from the G-game um, was actually one of the developers of the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine. So, you know, that's, that's a way in which gaming sort of directly affected me, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just the whole community aspect, and that's why I think with Odyssey, I've been trying to push... The softer issue being able to chat to other players, being able to do other stuff other than chat, having more than one room because all that stuff helps to, helps build a community, and it's community that is the longevity of a game, not the actual missions and mechanics and stuff like that. In it, yeah, um, psychic
2: for me, in, in answer to your question about um, how it's been with um via lockdown, um. For me, it's been more of a case of just being able to sit in a Discord call with folks. Um, Because sometimes I I have like a a good few friends who live on their own and it's been probably, I would say, arguably worse for them, especially in some of the much harder times where... um, uh, and some of them are high risk, and all of that kind of thing. Being able to be there and sit in a Discord call with them, and just like we don't even have to be playing a game, or we don't even have to be talking. Just knowing that there is someone there that you can just sort of like reach out to and speak to, who isn't an immediate family member, or who is just a mate. Just being able to sit in that call with with friends, and just know that they're there if you want to just chat shit for one moment. And then it goes back to silence again. It's been it's been really, really nice. It's been a really nice thing to be able to have. And yeah, Elite has played a part in that because we all play Elite, but um there's it we play other games as well. But it's really nice.
0: Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Uh I mean I've I've found this game it's quite ironic, really, when going back to the, the old days. Um let's see. In the old days I, I did always like these kind of 3D shooter games from you know all the way from the original Star Raiders and the old Atari now I'm really showing my edge (laughs) to uh, games like uh, Star Trek and and Codename Matt which in the old days were these the closest you got to proper dogfight you know um, 3D dogfighters and and things like that and then Elite comes along on the spectrum in 85 I think it was and um, yeah it just kind of that Game, which uh, I just discovered, Traveller about the same time, uh, because those two games were, were pretty. They felt similar. It just seemed to to open up a whole avenue of creativity that I didn't expect to have, and um, I think it's directly responsible for the career path I'm that I'm on at the moment. Um, Chan.
3: When you were just talking about the games of your long year, there's a few games I'd played before Elite. I mean, one of the ones I used to love doing, and it cost me 10p a time, uh, was the Star Wars arcade game, which was Vector Graphics. Do you remember that? It's all covered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, sort of looking back on it, because my imagination then was so not reliant on the graphics to make something seem real. And I don't know, maybe under thinking of going forward now, maybe we've in some ways been spoiled by the quality of the graphics and stuff. Is the the graphics now so good they're replacing imagination? And maybe replacing the imagination mean they don't have the same nostalgia generation as what we used to. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting when looking back on where he came from. Do you remember a game for the spectacle called Starion by Melbourne yes. House? And, and yeah, that came from. I bought that because it looked like Elite, and then it wasn't, and it was rubbish, and I played it for about an hour. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of games that tried to, to replicate what
0: Elite had. And, and t- until Chris Roberts came along with Privateer, I don't think there was anything that came even close. I think there was something called the Federation of Free Traders, which was um, an absolute elite ripoff. Uh, and then not long after that, David Braben brought out um, Frontier, which kind of blew that away. But, um, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean well, about the Star Wars arcade game, because when I was playing that arcade game, yes, the graphics represented the uh, the space battle but in your mind you were still you were in a proper x-way especially yeah. in the sit-down
3: cabinet and what i showing our age now of course but so... it, I, I i i think when you when people look back on the history of computer gaming elite quite rightly has its place in the hall of fame But I think it's somewhat underappreciated because everyone thinks, oh, Mario and Zelda and whatnot. But I think in terms of influence, not just in graphical style, but I think Elite was very influential in modern computer games.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the the original, um, the the Grand Theft Auto guys have, have said basically they wanted to do Elite but in a city. Uh, where you could do anything you wanted to, too, and that was the idea. And it it
3: certainly worked for them. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I had read that, I hadn't appreciated what they were getting at. I mean, but now I don't know if it's I think I would like Grand Theft Auto in Elite, actually. I think it would be tremendous fun.
0: <laughs> Basically, you want to go around carjacking or spacejacking other people's ships again, don't you?
3: Well, not just that, it's just one of the great things about Grand Theft Auto is it is the best game I've ever played for mucking about and generally greeting and mucking about and killing your friends and all that sort of, because no one cares because there's no there's no inconvenience and there's no cost to it and that's what I really like about it is that it's possible to go around put sticky bombs on someone's car and then just blow it up when they run off would love that sort of thing elite yeah but you see uh, the the one difference is, is that it
0: is basically uh, an online game where if you do put sticky bombs on
3: someone else's ship, that's a new form of uh, griefing, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's only griefing because they've actually lost something. If you blow someone's car up in Grand Theft Auto, the cost is so trivial, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, there is that. I mean, I mean, as the as the decades. Unraveled. I mean, obviously, Frontier and First Encounters came along. Um, Ben and and Shan, did you get into those those games at all?
1: No, I I missed uh, Frontier First Encounters because at the time I didn't have a machine I could play it on. Mm. Um, And I will, you know, a little bit later on when 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 First Encounters came along. Uh, I was sort of more into university and doing that kind of thing rather than playing video games all the time
3: Yeah, versus most of the time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, my first encounters, uh, sorry, Frontier Elite 2 was the first game that I ever stayed up all night and played when I first got it, and FFE, a little bit less so because it was a bit buggy, but... Yeah, just that kind of draw. I mean, I was I was thinking back when Ben was talking. Um, I think I have reached Elite Combat rank in every version of Elite I've ever played, and I've played most of them, apart from the Nintendo one. Um, so that just shows how much of an enduring impact it's made if I want to spend the time doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to go through the list. Let's see. Um Done the BBC, done Spectrum. Uh, I got to Elite on the Spectrum. That's the only other one I got to Elite on. Commodore sixty four, uh, Amiga, PC, uh, and I think that is about it for the original Elite. I n- I've always wanted to play Archimedes Elite, but uh, but never been able to because obviously Archimedes were like Plum and gold dust back then. Uh Does anybody actually get a
3: chance to play that version? Uh, no, I didn't. know. I was rather really being disappointed. at The Atari ST and the Eagle version of Elite because you just basically fired green bogeys at the ship. <laughs> yeah, and depending on what your lasers
0: were, it was how f- much for f- how much faster your green bogey was.
3: But... Yeah, and uh, and the way to the way to kill all the ships basically basically. Um, it was fly maximum speed and shoot them for the rear gun when they're a dot, when they're a dot. Oh, I never did that. I went in for a full dogfight because otherwise it would be too boring. I didn't care.
0: (laughs) Anything to get to elite. Um, Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I had, I had problems with the, with the, um, the flight model in frontier and in first encounters, because basically it, because it didn't have lateral thrusters, it felt it felt really weird to fly. Um, I mean, when you go on to other games like Independence War, where, they, where they've got a full new, Newtonian physics model, and you can do lateral thrusts and things like that, it, it kind of felt more like a three D world. Well, I don't know. They they felt like there was something missing from those the flight model of those two games. Uh, I, pff- I guess, I guess this is just my opinion. I mean, what do you guys thought of the those two?
1: Colin, you have got you fail to remember that you appear to be the only person who played Iwalt.
0: <laughs> I forgot,
3: yes. I, I was just, Colin, did you ever do the Phobos mining laser trick? No, I didn't. What was the full? Fo- Explain the Phobos mining laser trick. Well, what you could do is if you, you equipped to a ship with a mining laser, you could shoot the moon of Phobos, and if you time sped it up it would count as a kill so basically you could you could just sit there with a mining laser shooting at phobos and you'd get leap within a couple hours yeah i didn't realize that um yeah i
0: do have to point out that uh mac winston's quite right that uh jjfe which was john jordan's patch that came along uh to both frontier and first encounters they um that actually gave you the full three D experience, but I didn't get that get hold of any of that kind of stuff until I think about a year before Elite Dangerous was announced on the Kickstarter. So um fair play to all those that, that got hold of it. Um yeah. oh no, we do have one two people have played I war games. We've got the Winter Mute and Bitstorm. They've played the I War games. I'm not the only one, so yeah. <laughs>
3: Did you ever play Battle Cruiser 3000 then?
0: Are you daft? No. <laughs> Did you?
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. I think I... Speaking of games, you're the only person of. There was a game that I was trying to get set up for Retrolave, but just as Retrolave was dying. Oh,
5: yeah. well, there,
1: was a, there was a game called Station Terminus, which was oh. done by the guys who eventually turned out and wound up making a little known game called um oh not uh, not sky uh, skylanders that's it you know, so the, they turned into the, the studio who did that
0: all oh,
5: right but
1: they they made a very good for newtonian physics game called uh, station terminus and i seem to be the young person who's, who i know who's ever even played it or even heard of it but it was a very good game for its day um just set in the soul system
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh but again like classic elite i put this would be it was released in the very late 90s i think um and i put an awful lot of hours into that in my maybe just after i left university um or just as i was sort of finishing up university or something like that that kind of time period yeah, we have to point out
0: to Little Biggin that Battle Cruiser 3000 did exist. And,
2: I don't believe you.
0: And I hate to say it. it let's, let's just say that the Flame War from the game creator, uh, a certain Derek's Mart, uh, was far more entertaining than the game ever was. <laughs> I um you you might uh, see this. I uh, have to be very careful if think if think you say his name three times, he turns up in the forum. But um, he's a very harsh critic of um, Star Citizen, which is
3: uh, yeah. I <laughs> I have a two part question for us all. Oh okay. Um, and it will bring us back on track, I promise. Um, what do you think are made Elite so special to us, you know, we what was it the graphics, was it the story behind it, what was it that sucked you in, the Elite and my my other question is, do you think it still got that capability to suck you in, in the same way?
0: Ooh, who'd like to take that one?
2: I'll go Go on um, For me, and this is going to seem like a really obvious answer yeah. um it was being able to play in a play with my very very with my best mate in a game that he loved and he'd had that whole experience of growing up through um through the game and then also to be able to play the three of us together it didn't happen very often like we would like me and me and Kremlin would play more fps's than um little Biggin would and then the fact that the three of us managed to play something together um was really special and remains really special for me um do i think that it still has that edge absolutely i do <laughs> Absolutely, I do because i have um I have people in my squadron who have been playing for like four or five months and are pulled in and sucked into this beautiful space um and yeah, um absolutely I do a hundred percent I think it still has it I think odyssey will bring in some not all I think odyssey will bring in a first person crowd um yep. who um some will stay for the rest of it. Some will stay for the um, the things that are beautiful about this game, and some will see a really big, um, be able to like move into a really different, diverse space. Um, and I think others will gradually get bored with what what Frontier has to offer them with the first person aspect. Um, but yeah, absolutely chuffing lootly, I do.
0: Excellent, Ben. Have you got an opinion on these?
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering, are we talking about classic elite or elite dangerous or just in general?
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so... That's that's nice
1: and
0: helpful.
2: Yeah, the
1: escapism part, for me at least, is getting into my cockpit and just flying away.
0: Mm.
1: And that hasn't changed since... You know, twenty fourteen. Yes, we still have that six years on, uh, and we we will still have that with Odyssey. Um, and I also, but equally, I get that in other games too these days. That's the, that's the difference for me between young Ben and current Ben. You know, I've got diff- I've got alternatives mm-hmm. now, and like Psychic mentioned, you can also. Escape and be together apart, to use a phrase, mm-hmm. just by jumping onto a Discord server or a TeamSpeak server or Ventrilo, you know, as and just hang out, and you don't even have to say a word, but you know that other people are there, and knowing that somebody is there listening to you breathe, <laughs> without it getting creepy.
0: Well, oh, thank, thank goodness for that.
1: Is actually. That's very reassuring, I guess, and just you know somebody somebody knows and cares about you enough just to be there and not even say anything, but just they're just there. Right. That, that's awesome. Excellent.
0: Um, let's see. I, what about uh, any elite? That oh, Shan, do you want to quickly?
3: Um well, no. Just in Ben's last sentence, um, the theme song from Cheers sprang to mind. Uh, dear. Except
0: you can't buy a beer in the bar yet. Yeah. Um, Right. Let's see what was about any elite. Well, obviously it was the fact that you could forget about things and you for sort of an hour, maybe a half an hour. Now you were a a pilot in a spaceship and it made you feel as if you were a pilot in the spaceship. Um, And obviously when elite dangerous comes along, not, not only are you are a pilot in a spaceship, you're a pilot in a spaceship in a galaxy, and the galaxy is full of people that are also in their own spaceship that you can talk to if you choose to. Um, that itself was... <laughs> that itself was, was basically mind-blowing, especially uh, for someone who was just used to the game, uh, the Elite Dangerous experience, being a solitary experience. Then all of a sudden, when you've got other people in sharing the galaxy, then it just it blows it up to a huge. It blows it up a huge proportion, and does it has it still got it? Yes, I mean I'm I'm still playing. It is feeling like you know it's an alternative that I can drop into for for a while when I need to. It's like it.
2: For everybody that I've stolen, quite literally, what is it that keeps you logging back in?
0: Um, oh, Shan. Sorry, what was the question? You know, what keeps you logging back in apart from the ability to be insanely cool <laughs> to people?
3: Um, now I think it's the potential to try and find that wonder I may have missed somewhere. Um, because you know we, we look back and we think oh, our first into interd- our first combat with the Thargoids, our first exploring the the combat you know the thyroid base and all that sort of stuff we you actually made your jaw drop and go wow and what keeps you lying back in it's probably the, the thought that somewhere there's something else that no one's seen or done yet and um, and the, the very radio-friendly answer is, I'm on this show every week. And if I didn't log in, I'd have nothing to say. <laughs> ben, what is it that keeps you coming back every time?
1: It's the glory of flying a spaceship, frankly. You know, and I can be as happy puttering around late or a bar or you know an installation as I am running missions. As I am collecting cargo, doing CG, doing mining, mm-hmm. you know, I can I can have as much fun doing what I'm doing just now, basically, and just flying circles, because who cares? I'm in a motherfucking
3: spaceship. <laughs> so basically, you can have as much fun playing with yourself as you can with other people. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they had to
0: go there, didn't it?
2: Of course, of course, they did
0: yeah it did um oh let's have a let's have a think what does keep me coming back in. it is it, i have to agree with ben it's the flight model and the fact that i feel like i'm in a spaceship i am flying a spaceship i am for the for that hour or so i get a chance to when i get a chance to i'm not sat at a desk i i feel like i'm actually in my mm-hmm. spaceship and it it, it takes you away for that for that hour which can be in some cases just a a lifesaver
4: yeah
2: <laughs>
0: uh, what about yourself psychic like
2: oh god um i've answered this question so many times and heard so many different answers to it so it's really tricky um to pin one thing down but it is it's flying a spaceship man <laughs> it's uh, flying a spaceship and being um being being, also, doing, doing stuff for like my training. squadron doing stuff
0: for my squadron yeah
2: as well like um like oh we're at war oh i can do stuff and i can see it have an effect in game that kind of thing um being a bit of a bit of a bgs nerd um but yeah it's flying a spaceship man i'm never gonna get to do that i'm scared of getting on a bloody plane i'm flying a spaceship <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sean, uh, do you want to take the final point on this one? Then, well, I was just about to ask the question: Is uh, how many of you have actually played it in VR? And I was making a statement is that for me, seeing it in the early Oculus, was it was no, not not the CV one, the one that came before that, anyway. It just completely blew my mind seeing this game I've been playing for since 1984 realized in VR. And it was just, like, jaw-dropping. Absolutely staggering. Yeah. Uh, ben, what was your reaction the first time you tried it in VR?
1: I've only ever had the chance to try it in VR as opposed to actually live it in VR, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So it's only ever been at cons for five, ten minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, not, I'm in my room, locked up in a VR helmet. Um, and, yeah, I've already described, you know, I just got so immersed... I leant on the back of my chair and fell through the floor. <laughs> you know, that 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 was my experience and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> it um, was an experience, an awesome experience falling to the floor.
1: You well, know, the rest the, the rest of the room who was watching me found that very, very funny. Mm. Uh, which is fine. Because I, I found al- it very funny too.
0: <laughs> it always remind me the first time I saw everybody starting to play robot recall. <laughs> That was hilarious. Psyche, um, have you ever tried it in Via?
2: I've tried it with a funny um little mock-up using my phone and a Samsung gear. Um oh. that that kind of really you shitty the thing. thrift. No, no, not no, even thrift. that. <laughs> not even the thrift. Wow. Not even that. No, like what? a little like you shove your phone like um Google cardboard. Kind of yeah, yeah. like yeah. that. That kind of level, um, and you can get a, um, a an app for your phone and for your TV and for your computer, which does does the thing. It's not very good quality, but it was it, that was my first time of getting any sort of um, of scale with Elite.
0: Yeah, um, I must admit I know about those very well. I, I tested them quite extensively to try and find an alternative to to shelling out to. Uh, um, <laughs> trying, a, trying uh, a proper rift yeah yeah well i've got i've got the i've got the rift now thanks to the, uh, thanks to a donation by uh, a certain commander but uh, <laughs> uh yeah i think the first time i tried vr was the dk1 at Fant- at the first fantastic and uh basically if, if anyone remembers commander Vigor uh he helped set that up for me and i just sat there and then, for the, about two or three minutes afterwards, we finished sort of this half hour play session. I just sat there, just blown away, and he just looked at us and went, Yep, everyone's like that when they come out for the first time. And uh, yeah, it's. Um...
3: <laughs> so, Shan, you got one yeah, final point. Yeah, I was about to say we've talked quite a bit about the actual effect of the game, the VR and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be playing elite now or certainly not on this show. So tough. If you don't want me on here, tough uh, <laughs> is, is basically the community and people I've met. Um, particularly, uh, what really set it off for me was my first wave con. Well, I, I was at, uh, I was quite shy and unassuming when I went to late con. I only went to the day because I didn't know what it was going to be like. And, um, this guy called JMC Neil, who unfortunately passed, uh, now, Managed to get talking to me and broke my um, my uh, shyness, so to speak. And uh, from then, you know, I was only I thought, well, okay, I'll be back by lunchtime. It's only an hour away; it's not too far. And I ended up staying till two a.m. And it's just basically the people I've met and interacted with, as, as well as the game. And so, yeah, that's that's my own, that's my overwhelming memory of Elite Dangerous, and it's the people that I've met and talked to. OK, uh,
0: Ben, what, I mean, obviously, this, this does feel like a bit of a loaded question. I mean, the community. <laughs> ben what? You know, OK, uh, we'll, we'll skip this one. I mean, you've got a final question you'd like to ask.
1: OK, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, actually, that you know, a bunch of us said the whole reason why we keep playing Elite, why you keep coming back into it, is because flying a spaceship so mm-hmm. I guess a two-part question would be, would you ever say, you know how SpaceX are doing the, uh, the flight up for a couple of days and then come back down to Earth? If you had the opportunity to go on that, would you? And then the other question was, you know, if there was an elite version of, oh, like the last Starfighter, say, and somebody in the Cobra shows up at the bottom of your street saying, <laughs> get in, your only hope, would you?
0: <laughs> well that's a, that's an interesting one um, hang on a second we better just check this Psykit do you know what The Last Starfighter is? oh
1: that's a good point
0: it's, a, See, um, it's an old movie
2: I am frantically googling right now come to me last
0: Shan <laughs> do you remember what The Last Starfighter was? what do do? well you can take that one then I mean would you first of
3: all go on the SpaceX trip? If you I'd, the opportunity. I'd go on there to be like, to be fair, if it was gonna go to the moon or even if it's just gonna go up, I would out. Out. I wouldn't care whether it could land or not to be honest <laughs> <I> would... <laughs> just one way trip that's fine, yeah, I mean you'd just be remembered for the worst, but anyway, um yeah, I would absolutely I would go on it. Will I do this last starfire thing? yeah, why not <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough um, well, let's see. Um the SpaceX thing. Mm-hmm. I oh I would love to, but I am a bit of a coward when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm I'm scared of roller coasters these days for obvious reasons. Um <laughs> it, what would happen if someone in a Cobra Mark 3 landed in my door and said, Right, get in, we need to we need your help. And help, think, help us, Commander, of Ford your only hope. I would say, God, the galaxy must be completely screwed
3: if you're coming at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's a voice it that need
3: killing. Would it depend on the, on who the messenger was? Because you know, if it was a uh, Princess Leia style figure or a Barbarella style figure, would oh. that make it more attractive to go?
1: It's a weird <sighs> disembodied voice, like Hal.
0: Yeah, I, I, you mean like the flight navigator? Um, no. <laughs> I, th- I think, I, well, I probably would, but <laughs> I don't know if if, um.
1: Let's, for a more modern version, let's say you know you were in a Guardians of the Galaxy situation, but smaller and not pirates.
3: <laughs> yeah, what's the name? Um, Gamora. If Gamora turns up and says, "Come on, Colin, you're with me now," would you go? I am not saying a word of this, just in case
0: um, this is played back in court. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Psyche, have you managed to find out what the last starfighter is yet?
2: Yeah, yes, I have. Um, and I, oh, <laughs> you, you had you had me at flight of the navigator. I'm not gonna lie, uh, <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, uh, no, I wouldn't do SpaceX. Not a chance. Not a chance. I hate. I'm so scared of flying. I'm like, Katie will attest to how scared of flying I I am. The last time we shared a flight together, we got off and she said, I'm very, 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 you you should be very grateful that I didn't kill you because you were so scared. (laughs) Anytime there was the tiniest bit of turbulence, I would grab her. And she was like, she was trying to sleep and she hated it anyway.
3: (laughs) Well, so it's not really flying you're scared of, it's unplanned landing.
2: I'm, um, I don't, I don't like the idea, I, I don't like the idea of crashing, I don't know if that's a weird thing. I think that's a fairly normal idea. <laughs> um, but um, if somebody, if like the flight of the navigator turned up and went, um I need you, to, uh, we need you to do, and do some flying, we're, a, we're really sophisticated spacecraft, I'd be like, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I can be really confident to say heck yeah, because I know that that is something that will never happen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, more, <laughs> the more you know. So, Ben, a question to you then, Sending. If, if Will Medeering turned up in the ship, would you go, Will Medeering?
1: I would go even if it were, oh, false name. Even if it was... <laughs> I, I was going to say tweaky, but okay. <laughs>
0: Right. Anyway, uh, I think on, on those those uh, fantasy notes, I think we'll have to leave this discussion here um, and move on to the community corner, which has been, which uh, a lot of things have been happening in the last week or so. Um, the first thing to note is the Dark Wheel are ready to expand out of nine puppets. Uh, they want to get to greater than seventy-five percent system influence, and let's see when. Uh, what's this next part of the LFT nine, uh, 509 testing yields? So um, good luck to the dark wheel. Uh, they're making reasonable progress, I do believe.
1: LFT 509 is tangibly their final goal. Although I'm seeing some people saying, you know, if we can't get to LFT 509, maybe we could get up to Polaris.
0: Ah, no, there is something interesting. Polaris is still... Um, that that's still uh, permit locked, and it was integral to the last pol- uh, the last plot, wasn't it? Yep. In uh, Frontier First Encounters, um, right. Well, Commanders Orange Phoenix Exorcist and Admiral Flaps have created the Pilots Lounge, which is a community hub, for want of a better term, with the ethos that all commanders are welcome, and the hope to inspire community spirit, conversation, and collaboration. Um so that's a new uh, Discord, which you can find at Discord.io slash pilots underscore lounge. Now um also really to make
1: you a coffee column.
0: Uh yes, I think I think I need one.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um now also in relation to Commander Orange Phoenix, um let's see, Commander Beetle Jude and um a lot of streamers which are Pixie Wifey. Realer Admiral Flaps again, uh, Dream Squasher 1, WK Jez, uh, Captain Matissi. Met- I do apologize if I got that one right. Maltmeister77, and Biker Flame. Um, they are wanting to help out uh, Commander Orange Phoenix because he's helped the community so much with his work uh, with the SPF uh, SPVFA and Sag- Sagittarius I. However, he's He's the um, he's got access to um, let's just say a subpar machine which will probably not be able to run Odyssey so they'd like to run um, uh, a, let's say a, um, a couple of uh, community fundraisers so that he can afford a decent machine uh, to play Odyssey when it comes out and on top of that if there is any uh money left over from once the target is reached then that will be donated to health in mind scotland um the streams will start on saturday the 15th of may at uh uh, 1700 hours utc and run for 24 hours with each streamer doing a three to four hour show and there will be giveaways and fun events on each stream for everybody to get involved so um that's helpful for um orange phoenix uh, also now uh psychic you can explain about this um you are the flight assist team are doing a week-long charity event as well
2: yes we are um it's from the 22nd the 22nd is going to be um a live recording of the finale of season two of our podcast and um the launch of um merchandise that i haven't i haven't finished the design of yet well all of the proceeds for that will go to uh click sergeant and then for the following week after ending on the friday with a 12 hour big 12 hour stream with lots of giveaways um is going to be um Con- constantly raising money for um click sergeant as one of um one of our listeners, one of our um, community members, um well loved around the community, um Colico Jack, um tweeted out the other day that um he wanted to do lots of fundraising um for cancer charities because um they these cancer charities had really helped his son out while his son was going through chemotherapy and he Tweeted that he wasn't going to be able to do these fundraising streams Because his son had unfortunately been told that he only had um six months left to live So um, because Fuck Cancer, the yeah. least that we can do is um, do what we can to raise money for um, a really wonderful cause Click Sergeant helps out a lot of people, uh, young people in the UK um who uh, and their families who are suffering through cancer um with grants with um put, um uh, all expensive paid um uh, accommodation while um, the child is going through chemo, and then also should the most devastating thing happen, they help them through that as well amongst a shit ton of other things um but we are we are doing what we can last week of may hoping to raise a uh, a hell of a lot of money for a very beautiful cause.
3: Have you got a link for that site we can put it in? Uh, if you go to
2: flightassistpodcast.com, it's on Flightassistpodcast.com. on um Flight I am actively checking now. I will I will we have, uh, we have
0: the links in the show notes as well so um if people perfect. want to, uh, to look it up on live radio we'll have a link over to uh, Flightassistpodcast. So, that that should help out. I hope so. Yes. Um, in other news, Primetime Casual has hosted the big quiz of everything Elite Dangerous, um, uh, of which part one and part two are available on his YouTube channel. He is celebrating the release of Elite Dangerous Odyssey with a big Elite Dangerous quiz featuring guests, a Scorpius, some... Levi's person um uh, and Grey test and they're covering everything from history content and player driven events to ludicrous records uh which have been achieved by various commanders um so yes we will again put links in the in the show notes for people who'd like to <laughs> to see Ben you're winning at the moment aren't you
1: Ask me how the hell that happened.
0: <laughs> it hashtag spoiler and,
1: of it. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I I went into this thinking, okay, I'll do it for a for a giggle, and I ain't gonna. You know, I'm gonna suck so hard at this. It's just. But you know, whatever. You know, I'm going up against Watherson for God's sake. And
0: I fully expect you to. Um, yeah. To lose at the last moment.
1: I'm you're probably you're probably right he's probably rearranged the questions like this just so that it's like yeah ben's ben's up there and all of a sudden the scorbius comes up and like gains 50 bazillion points
0: or something um, like
1: that. but yes. being being serious he's done a brilliant job of editing the four four or five video conversations that were probably each over an hour long with us all mucking around into what seems a fairly consistent quiz, actually. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I want to give my full hats off to Primetime Casual for making something that's really quite entertaining to watch, and I've got no idea what's going to happen next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's good to hear. Um, Now... If you have been watching uh, the live stream from Frontier earlier, you've probably already seen this. But the Burpitt have gone and done uh, basically a fantastic video called Touchdown, um, Let's Take This Odyssey. It's, 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 a, cin- it's a cinematic uh, with music created by Tom Cook and vocals by Heli, who you will be f- uh, familiar with if you'd seen the video Let's Jump together. Um, And I do believe we can play the video here.
5: Touchdown, my heart is beating. See the dust on my feet, feel the weight on my bones, in my breath in my head, I am free for the first time. Touchdown, my eyes are believing. My friends on the ground, hear the steps, hear the sounds, watch them fly to the hills. We are free for the first time. Let's start this odyssey. First steps in front of Fire, have a dream, start a fire Climb a ship, see the size For the first time
0: Does anybody have any other business they just quite uh, quickly want to bring up before um, I close things out for the evening?
3: Eight days till Odyssey.
2: How True. is it only eight days till Odyssey? That's madness. So
3: well, nine sad, days. Oh, eight days. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on being
1: able to do Yeah, it. don't well, play I'm it on
2: Wednesday. Day. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I'll
1: be <laughs> fine. I think, I think by this time Wednesday, we'll be playing it. I have faith in them.
3: Well, someone will be playing it. Just maybe like... Him.
1: It might it might just be Davin, Davin <laughs> <laughs> Your know, Arthur's going to be like, it works for me, guys. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, was anybody actually jealous when you saw Davin and then thought, actually still playing the alpha? Yes.
2: It's like, what are you doing, you cheeky shits? What are you doing this to Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: they have to work They can't just sit and play the alpha and then they probably looking at it thinking, oh crap, that doesn't work. Oh crap, I've got to fix that. Oh no, I've got to do this. So they're so they're not really playing the alpha, they're generally going to do this. Could <laughs> <laughs> be a bit of both. Yeah. Um well we're gonna have to uh
0: thank uh We've, we've had a, quite a few uh, comments on the YouTube channel, so we'd like to thank um, uh, Snowstalker36, uh, Joe Saar, uh and also uh, Commander MaskMeECC for all leaving such nice comments on YouTube. We're, we're a little shocked, because I thought YouTube comments were supposed to be um,
3: abrasive. See, I think that's, this is proof of the multiverse theory. So, uh, thanks for thanks for watching YouTube, fellas. Um, Do give us a like and subscribe on YouTube if you if you if you like us. Oh, you (laughs) had to get in, didn't you? You couldn't mention YouTube without saying like and subscribe. Everyone's got it. it, And don't forget
0: to ring that
2: bell icon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dear. Oh, you've got to do it, haven't you? It's 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 a YouTube classic. (laughs) Ah, dear. Right. Enough of the cliches. Um, So we'll give some shout outs to uh, everybody around the community. So first of all, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30 GMT. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at DiscordMe slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Uh, we'll give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous Podcasts. Uh, they are loose screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, uh Elite Cast for the Spanish speakers out there. Um, the Canon Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaky Fuel, System Chat, Guard Frequency, and Alagrab A B. Um, Yes, Ben, what's up?
1: So I'm just gonna give a special shout out to Commanders Mephisto, Mac Winston, Chris Mark IV, for some weird reason, and the yeah. Brimstone, who have joined us whilst we've been trialling out Discord's on air stage thing. Um and they they've heard all the stuff behind the scenes too, the poor so and so's. Um.
2: Yeah, it wasn't
0: worth it. It was not worth it. It was definitely not
1: worth it. (laughs) We think it wasn't worth it, so I don't know what they think.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. thank you guys for that. (laughs) Are we giving out backstage parties next week?
1: I don't think we're giving them out, but maybe people can join us. I don't know.
0: Um, for those of you who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, um, please subscribe to the Data Sleep podcast, which is created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Um, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest that's provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And um, we'd like to thank all those who have chipped in on the Twitch chat. And who's buzzed the to bend today?
1: Absolutely nobody. I've been in open, and I've just been flying with myself.
0: So Ben remains unbuzzed. <laughs> so you've only got Come yourself. Come on, a... community, kill him, please. <laughs> so also special thanks to Commander Tokuso for creating the, who created the music for the introduction of the show. Um, and that is it. Oh, hang on, is this another alert? Go on, Chris. You got it. To... Oh, Chris got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh Dear. Anyway, that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash lave radio, tweet us at lave radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Yeah, TeamSpeak. <laughs> It feels so quaint these days. Um, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 uh, British Summertime and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to... Psykit, thanks to Shan and thanks to Ben, and special thanks to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
7: An inserted, <laughs> 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 Need a safe board. space do
0: <laughs> I'm gonna see the galaxy.
1: I'll be
7: right back. Galnet News Digest, 11th of May, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news The Shutdown Field Simulator. Vote Man, the exciting choice. Nova Imperium trudges home.
4: Commanders who earned the Kill Warrant Scanner Award by helping President Hudson clamp down on the civil liberties of Federal citizens have discovered that their shiny new module has a secondary use. This miraculous Kill Warrant Scanner is able to scan a ship at a range of 6.6 kilometres in just two seconds. This makes it the king of Kill Warrant Scanners. Like many such modules, it has a resale value of zero, which means it costs nothing to rebuy if your ship gets destroyed, and it costs no more than 100 credits to transfer between stations. But its special party trick, when you've just encountered a party of hostile pirates whom you might just about be able to take on single-handed, is to shut off your ship's power. Deploy this module at your peril. The 4.8 megawatts this 1.3 ton module consumes not only makes it glow cherry red, it ensures that none of your core modules will be functional, due to a lack of available power. If you're one of the unlucky ones, and you've never experienced the terror of a Thargoid shutdown field, try fitting this module to your ship and you too can see what it's like to have all your modules go offline simultaneously even if you manage to get your power management sorted out just right. So you can run this module and still have the rest of the ship functioning, there's still a frisson of excitement to be had knowing that turning on your zero-g defying space coffee machine will tip your power plant over the edge and cause your life support to malfunction. Trying to use your space electric toothbrush means your thrusters go offline. Getting your hands on this module was totally worth being complicit in the creation of a federal police state, wasn't it? Helping to create a police state in which every communication, every word, every thought of every federal citizen will be available for President Hudson and his cronies to read, in return for your very own shutdown Field Simulator.
7: With the Alliance Prime Ministerial elections rescheduled for the 27th of May, what will the election mean for the Alliance and for the galaxy? While not exactly perfect, the Alliance model has quite a bit going for it. Each star system within the Alliance is self governing, allowing a high degree of local autonomy. That sounds great for democracy, but it isn't really. At least some of the Alliance's member systems are dictatorships and anarchies, where Alliance citizens have little or no say over how they are governed. Regardless of local politics, each system, depending on its population, sends at least one representative known as councillors to the Alliance Assembly, where common policies and treaties with other powers are agreed. Unusually, the Assembly does not have the power to create laws. Laws are a matter for individual star systems. However, the Assembly can vote to impose sanctions or take other corrective measures against member systems whose laws are incompatible with Alliance policy. The Prime Minister is elected by councillors in a form of semi-representative democracy, consensus politics and behind-the-scenes machinations in what, given the Alliance's love of hallucinogens, are almost certainly smoke-filled rooms. Being the Prime Minister is a thankless task of non-stop brokerage and mediation, and no Prime Minister has ever been popular enough to be elected for a second six-year term. Most of them don't even make it to the end of their first term. And the reality is that a fair bit of the Alliance's decision-making is the work of unelected civil servants. On top of all of that, the Alliance military is almost entirely autonomous from the Assembly. The six fleets, made up of ships owned and run by Alliance member systems, are commanded by an Admiral. And the six Admirals, known as the Council of Admirals, are effectively in charge of Alliance security and a fairly large chunk of its foreign policy. There was, for a time, a constitutional figurehead alongside the Prime Minister. The President managed diplomatic relations with the other superpowers and non-Alliance independent systems and bridged the constitutional gap between Assembly and the Council of Admirals. The role was abolished in 3305 after President Gibson Kincaid, with the help of Admiral Yamamoto of the Council of Admirals, attempted to become the effective Supreme Leader of the Alliance by having executive powers transferred to the President. Edmund Mahn, by delaying the Prime Ministerial election by three months, has made himself the longest-serving Prime Minister ever. The delay was immensely unpopular, and Mahn seems likely to be defeated by Councillor Nakato Kane, someone who wants to concentrate on Alliance core values and who has no ambitions to expand the Alliance into meta-alloy-rich territory. Man tried and failed to get the Serious Defence Cooperation Treaty accepted by the other superpowers. Had this been accepted, humanity might have had a unified approach to Thargoid incursions. Kane has no interest in such matters and is seeking to improve living standards, improve the economies and create new trade routes that will benefit the Alliance core systems. Kane stands for All That Is Right In Politics. She seeks to improve the lot of Alliance citizens, and be a good neighbour for the other superpowers, independent systems and alien lifeforms. Man often thought of as being beige and boring, is the candidate who will expand into Thargoid territory, steal their meta-alloys and fight them off. Mann is the candidate who will keep the Alliance relatively interesting. Isolationist Imperial
4: faction Nova Imperium is making slow progress in its attempt to ward off an apparently unjustified attack by Federal faction the League of Mandu. The attack, which started on Thursday last week, is in response to allegations that Nova Imperium leader Imperator Hadrian Duval is behind militant republican movement, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, which is responsible for caustic enzyme attacks on six Imperial Four federal, two alliance, and one independent starport, and for the murder of Prince Hadrian Deval and a number of other imperial dignitaries, as well as apparently making an attempt on Hadrian's own life. The allegations are as yet just that. There has not been any corroboration of the claims, much less a believable explanation why someone who has worked hard to be recognized as a Deval and who wants to become emperor would mastermind a republican group that assassinates Duvales and which wants to abolish the role of Emperor entirely. A suggestion has been made that Hadrian is simply trying to remove those Duvales who are closer in line to the throne than he is. However, Hadrian was already far more likely to become the next Emperor than Mad Prince Harold, and besides, that doesn't explain all those bombed starports. Despite the lack of evidence, the League of Mandu attacked Nova Imperium. And right now they're probably wishing they hadn't. In a terrible war of attrition, Nova Imperium has barely hit 20% of the target it needs to win decisively. The progress it's making may be partly down to the sterling efforts of Nova Navy. But if it's slow going for Nova Imperium, the League of Mandu is achieving far less and is suffering catastrophic levels of ship loss. It took Nova Imperium four full days to hit the bottom rung of the ladder. That means that those who helped will get a small payout. It looks unlikely that the League of Mandu will get to that rung at all. Nova Imperium will win this war. But with hostile Imperial faction, the Pereyasi Empire Consulate standing by, there may be more troubles ahead for the embattled Imperator.